Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast presented by Reality Sports Online. My name is Kyle Yates, and I am your host, and I am joined for the first time ever as the official co-host on the podcast, Trevor Sikama. He can be found on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey. Trevor, welcome in to officially your podcast. Wow, wow. Those words, uh, very powerful. I feel like a long time coming. I feel like you and I, as we've been talking behind the scenes, have been trying to get something together where you and I are collaborating. And here it is in Dynasty Fantasy Format. And I could not be more excited, man. I- I'm still somewhat new to the Dynasty scene, but I've dabbled in it over the last couple of years. And I'm really excited to dive into it, bring some NFL draft expertise, hopefully, to the table and have a lot of fun with this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we did it. Like we did it. We, we finally did it. got a podcast together. I think this is where we just end it. Like call it, end it on a good <laughs> note, <laughs> say that we did it and uh, it was perfect. And, you know, just put a ball on it. No, like, I mean, we've been talking about doing a podcast together or something. You know, we've done some stuff here or there collaborative. You've come on the fantasy pros podcast. I've come over on the draft networks, you know, YouTube channel and stuff like that. And so now for us to be able to sit down and to be able to talk in this capacity week after week, I cannot be more excited. So uh, I want to talk about why we brought Trevor on for all the listeners, because if you are a diehard dynasty player, you actually might not know Trevor. If you pay attention to the NFL draft, you definitely know the name and what he does over at the draft network network. So I want to talk about why we brought him on and why, you know, the, the purpose of it was so with Trevor, I think that he complements what I bring to the table really, really well. So Obviously, with my work, I'm very, very passionate about Dynasty and with the Dynasty podcast. Obviously, that's going to be taking on a uh, more dedication to this during the season. But I'm also still going to be doing a ton of stuff with the Fantasy Pros Football podcast throughout the year. The main one of, you know, waiver wire and trade targets and stuff, a lot of stuff for redraft. So once we get into the NFL season, I only have so many hours in the day where I can focus in on football. Right. And what Trevor is going to be able to do is he's going to be able to step in and during the college football season, while those are two, while those are running simultaneously, he's going to be paying, able to pay more attention to college football. And then I can bring in the dynasty aspect of during the season and stuff like that. So we're going to be able to complement each other really, really well. 
And what that's allowing us to do is to give you guys a ton of depth as far as knowledge. So when we get into the NFL season and the college football season, what we're going to be able to do is lean on Trevor and say, okay, let's talk about some of these prospects that we're seeing rise up draft boards. You guys are going to be able to learn about these prospects and you'll know their names way before draft season starts. And additionally too, if you do play Debbie, we're not going to be able to give specific tailored Debbie advice just because again, so many hours in the day, I can't play <laughs> redraft dynasty and Debbie. But what we're going to be able to do is talk about some of these freshmen and sophomore standouts at these wide receiver, running back, quarterback, tight end spots that you need to be paying attention to and may want to go acquire in your Debbie league. So really, really excited here for what Trevor brings to the table, man. Anything else that you want to chime in here about what you bring to the table, what, you know, what this means to you to come on board in this aspect? Yeah, man. I, first of all, I mean, I couldn't be more excited about this. There's so many times when you and I have been texting back and forth as we've been setting up this podcast. And at the end of every topic of conversation, whether it's, you know, show prep or uh, how many shows we wanted to do a week or some long term, short term visions of it, whatever. It, it just seemed like at the end of every topic, either you or I would just be like, man, I'm just so stoked to like get You're this right, going. Like, right. I'm just so pumped to get this going. And so it's definitely an area where I played fantasy football for the better part of a decade. Like I said, I'm sort of new to the dynasty feel to it, but I've like I, I dipped my toe in the water a little bit and I've played uh, some hybrid dynasty leagues. And so this is my first time fully diving in, but I'm excited to bring it to this platform because I did a, a couple of podcast appearances with you guys over at Fantasy Pros and I had a blast doing it. And you guys are, uh, you guys do so much great work. You mentioned how much you do during the season. I mean, you and Tags and everybody over there, you, you guys just pump out so much content. You got so much focus on, the fantasy football aspect of it as it's going on, you're trying to make sure that you master that. And I am very excited to kind of complement that with what you guys are doing, bringing in some of my own expertise, my own eyes, what I'm following, because at the Draft Network, which is where I've been working full-time covering the NFL Draft for the last three years, four years, something like that. Basically, we are trying to do that. We're trying to marry college football and the NFL every single week. We're looking at all kinds of prospects. You mentioned in the Debbie aspect of it with freshmen and sophomore make me laugh because there are times when I'm watching college football and I'm scouting these players and, and I'll just go, oh man, this freshman, I just want to keep watching him. And then I go, no, 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 can't right. do that yet. I can't do that yet. They're not draft eligible for the next two years. So I felt with like Derek Stingley Jr. with LSU when LSU right, was making right. their run a couple of years ago. And so... I'm just letting you guys know we're going to get into plenty of that. You know, if there are guys who are worth talking about, noteworthy players, whether it is Devi or Dynasty, whatever we're looking at at that time, we're going to talk about them. We're not just going to put our head in the sand about it. Maybe we won't spend as much time as we will for the guys that are draft eligible, but college football, the NFL, the NFL draft and fantasy football, all of that is too meant to be enjoyed. And the things that you were going to gravitate towards, I guarantee we're going to be able to touch it all in this podcast. And that's why I'm super excited, not just to work with you because you're a good friend, but also because the topics that we're going to be able to cover, the things that we're going to be having our eyes on week in and week out, man, I think it's going to make for a great podcast. And I can't wait to get into the season too. Yeah. Yeah. This is both of our sweet spots, right? This is what we're extremely passionate about with college football, turning into the NFL, the NFL draft. I mean, I just can't wait for what we have got planned, right? We've spent some time planning forward and kind of thinking about what is on the horizon. And again, you mentioned it, every single text that we send back and forth, it's kind of like, all right, I'm getting really excited for this. So I'm excited to get into the topic of today's podcast here with some players to sell now in your dynasty leagues. But before we do that, I want to tell everyone about this giveaway that we've got going on courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. All you have to do to enter into this giveaway to get a Jonathan Taylor signed Colts jersey Ooh. is head over to Apple Podcast or CastBox, 
leave a review for the show. Welcome, Trevor. Say, you know, five stars if you know Trevor and his work uh, and say welcome to the show. Head over there, leave a review. Then you head over to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest. Fill out the short form there and attach a screenshot of that review. You will be automatically entered to win that giveaway and all future giveaways as well. Again, that is a Jonathan Taylor signed Colts jersey, courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. All right, Trevor, let's get into some of these players that we're looking to sell now, right? These players that we did a a show like this with Ray just a, a couple months ago, but obviously throughout free agency and the NFL draft, so much changes, right? These players that we're looking like solid, solid holds are now looking as potential players that you want to get out from because of either they brought in a young rookie or for whatever reason. So we're going to break that down. Let's turn it over to you. We're each going to mention three players. Let's go to you first. Let's throw out your first name here. Who is a player that you were looking to sell now in Dynasty Leagues? Okay, I was debating how I was going to announce the order of my three players because I think they are appropriately cool, a little bit warmer, and then like hot, like very hot. (laughs) And I was wondering if I needed to right out of the gate, just go with the hottest player. But I don't know. I feel like that's probably not the way to do it. So we're actually going to start on the other end of the spectrum. We're going to start soft and then we're going to get into the the more hot topics as we kind of get into this. My first guy is Robbie Anderson and Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver from the Carolina Panthers. You know, he's not going to be this franchise changing kind of a player like it's not going to be this blockbuster trade where you're clearly selling off your big time assets because you know actually bringing that up I I have to say that of course there's a couple of different ways in which you can view dynasty situations like if you are somebody who has traded future draft picks away to make your roster one of the best going into the uh, going into the season, you're a contender, right? And so like certain trades and certain players aren't going to mean the same to you if you're really looking to contend this year. Right. There are other guys who are clearly sellers. The roster is not what it is. You've already sold off some of your big players. So you are clearly a seller going into the season. That's what Dynasty is all about. It's about, yeah, you want to win your championships, but it's about a long-term look at things as well. And so for Robbie Anderson, he's not going to be one of those players where you you know you're getting all kinds of draft capital back for him. However, if there's somebody in your league who goes, "Ooh, Robbie Anderson's back with Sam Darnold, could be a big connection there." You trust what Matt Rule's got going on, you trust Joe Brady being there as the offensive coordinator for a second year. If somebody'll give you a good price for Robbie Anderson, I'd move on from him because in the two seasons that Robbie Anderson was with Sam Darnold, he did have his highest yards per reception average. But I just don't think it's going to be there in Carolina. I think they have too many other weapons. They've got DJ Moore, who's going to be the number one. They've got Christian McCaffrey, who they're going to lean on extremely heavily. They have better tight ends to go to. They have Terrace Marshall, who they drafted, who I know they like, who has chemistry with Brady from his time at LSU. All of this goes into it, and I think that Robbie Anderson is still going to be a good deep threat. But I'm not so sure how consistent Sam Darnold can be with that. So... That's kind of my big thing with Robbie Anderson, and I I know it's kind of a milder take to start this off, but all I'm saying is is that there's somebody in your league, even if it's a contender who's looking to really beef up their depth as they go into the season, if there's somebody who wants to overpay a little bit for what you think Robbie Anderson is worth, I'd take it. I'd take the deal because I'm not expecting a ton from Robbie Anderson, and he could be out the door pretty soon, given that it's the last year on his contract, I believe, and like I said, they drafted Marshall uh, this past draft season. So yeah, all those reasons are why I'd move on from Robbie Anderson if you get the right price. Yeah, and I think it's all about, uh, for trading in a dynasty league, you got to put on your car salesman hat, right? Your best car salesman hat. And you got to find those angles that you're going to be able to pitch and say like, this is why 
you should go after Robbie Anderson, right? Or convincing the other manager. And I think with Robbie Anderson, the two selling points are Sam Darnold, like you mentioned. And then Mm -hmm. also last year, you can throw out, he had 136 targets. Like that is ridiculous for Robbie Anderson and what he, what we had uh, expectations wise heading into the season. So, but again, you're mentioning Chris McCaffrey is going to be back. Right. He was not there last year to take away all those targets. Robbie Anderson played a much different role in this offense than what he did with Sam Darnold, right? Going from a dots, right? Average depth of target in 2018 of 17 and 15.8 in 2019 to 9.8. I mean, right. His yards per reception dropped from 15, 15 to 11.5. He was playing a much different role in this offense. Do I still think that Robbie Anderson is going to be fantasy relevant? Yes, I do. But to the level of what he was last year or the expectations that some people might have with Sam Darnold, no, I don't think so. So I think, yeah, definitely pointing this one out is a good move on your part. Let's go to my first one. And man, we're going to come out. We're going to come out hot. You know, you talked about dipping your toes in the water. Let's just let's swing. You you said you sent me the text with your three dudes. And when I read this name first, I was like, all right, we're going to fight on the first episode. All right, here we go. So this is all about. Uh, rookie drafts are pretty much done, right? You've still got the leagues that are heading in, you know, they keep them closer to the, uh, to the start of the NFL season and stuff like that. But rookie drafts are pretty much done in one QB leagues. We saw Kyle Pitts go with a top five draft pick. This was before the Julio Jones trade. And now what I am saying here is that you do not listen to me. You do not have to sell Kyle Pitts. If you want, you spent that <laughs> premium pick on Kyle Pitts and you want to hold on to him, please do so because I think he's going to be great. The opportunity in front of him here in Atlanta is incredible. All this going together, but I'm really curious to see what the price tag is on Kyle Pitts now with these rookie drafts that are still happening. Now that we know that Julio Jones is out of town and it's essentially Calvin Ridley. Like that's pretty much the only other reliable target in this offense here. So I think if you can capitalize on the value here and you can turn Kyle Pitts For a proven veteran running back, you know, some of these guys that we've talked about buying low on Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, plus something, then that's a move that I'm at least willing to consider. I'm just saying, don't think of Kyle Pitts now as this completely untradeable player. Again, if you do not want to trade him, please don't. Like, I'm not telling you that you have to, but the value point on Kyle Pitts right now is just sky high. It's ridiculous. And I think that we're going to see in some one QB formats as we go throughout the rest of the offseason, him go with like the 101 in rookie drafts, which I think is just ridiculous. So if you can turn that into a proven veteran running back who's going to be a stalwart for your team plus something, then that's something that I'm really, really willing to consider. Certainly you you want to have the mindset, especially if you're in a dynasty league, you you want to be able to say that nobody is untradeable. Right, You want to have your ears open to every single deal because if there is somebody who will give you just an unprecedented deal, you've got to listen to it. And I, I hear you putting Kyle Pitts on the table. It sounds like blasphemy at first, right? But right. If, if you can potentially get, like you said, a top-tier running back, someone who you are always going to be able to lean on, maybe that's worth it for you. Now, I will say that, of course, when you, when you talk about a tight end, the drop-off for elite tight ends to then replaceable tight ends is steep. And that's often why, like, there are many times when I've done fantasy leagues in the past where I don't want to say, like, prioritize tight end, you know, above all else or putting my head in the sand. But there's a lot of time where if I had the opportunity to and if the price is right, if the spot's right in the in the fantasy draft, I'm selecting tight end decently high because I want to get one of those guys that's a guaranteed difference for sure. maker for me because knowing that if I miss out on one of those guys, the drop-off is so big when it comes to those tight ends that you might replace them with. And so for Kyle Pitts, sometimes people might look at the opportunity where it's like you just said, 
yeah, Russell Gage is there next to Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage had over 100 targets last year, and he could still be part of the offense, and they could still lean on him a little bit. But let's face it, they drafted Kyle Pitts at number four. They made him the highest drafted tight end in NFL right, history for right. a reason. They're going to use him all over the field in the red zone and the slot, attached to the line of scrimmage everywhere. And so I think that he's going to get plenty of run but yeah, if, if you want to see if you can get one of those top-tier running backs that you never have to worry about for a Kyle Pitts, sure, maybe entertain some trade offers. But don't be giving away for too much because I do think the tight ends are a big-time X factor, especially in dynasty leagues moving forward. Yeah, and the key word that you said in there, and then let's get to your second guy, was guaranteed, right? right. Like, yeah. guaranteed, there is no guarantee here with Kyle Pitts. He is still a rookie tight end. So what happens here if we get through the first three weeks of the season and Kyle Pitts takes like the traditional like length of time for a tight end to get up to speed, right? Like what happens if he doesn't come out and is this revelation here? You know, his value is going to take a dip at that point. Now, right. again, dynasty managers and the thing that we talk about here all the time is like it, dynasty managers play with recency bias. They play with short term like patience, like they just do not have enough patience here. So when this player that they spent a premium premium pick on, right. and I'm talking about the 101 potentially here. If he doesn't come out of the gates on fire right. for the tight end position, then people are going to have this, oh man, I wasted a pick. I might as well just move on from it now. Like the value right now is about as sky high as I think it ever will be because of the opportunity. Everything that is out in front of him that you laid out, like it is all there for him to succeed. But what happens if we do see him take a little bit of time to adjust to the NFL level like we have seen with so many of these other tight ends? I, all right, I, let's go. I just I just want to say one one last thing for Kyle Pitts. You're either trading him if you're trading him at all. You're either trading him now or in two years. There's no in between. Right. You can't right. you cannot trade him next year. Or if he's like like Kyle just said, if he comes out of the gate slow, you can't trade him during the season. I mean, right. there's no point in doing that. And you're probably not trading him in year two either. You want him to become like the 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 Travis Kelsey kind of renowned, the George Kittle kind of renowned, where it's like I'm trading him then at his peak there. So if you're thinking about moving on from Kyle Pitts, if you don't move on from him this offseason, do not trade him for the next two years. Don't do it. Before we keep moving with today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you all about Reality Sports Online. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. Have you tried it though? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Everything from free agency to multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tag, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more can be found at Reality Sports Online. Do you think it sounds complicated, though? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league, it just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, it's time to put it to the test with Reality Sports Online. You're still not sure, though? You can test out your general manager's skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code FANTASYPROS to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Yep. All right, let's turn to your number two guy. Miles Sanders is my next guy, and this is a player that uh, I know uh, some fantasy guys have a uh, a, a love for, uh, that they feel loyalty towards, that they really like Miles Sanders, they like how he could come out of that Philadelphia Eagles running back room, how now he has clearly been the most talented Eagles running back over the last couple of years for them, but... Here's where I'm wary of him. And some people might think that he's on the cusp of greatness. Some people might think, ooh, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. They're going to rely on the running game. They're going to make sure that running game is good to go. But 
Only started in 11 games each of the last two seasons. Health has been a little bit of an issue already. And the biggest thing with Miles Sanders is the offensive line. Now, there are two ways that you could look at this with the Philadelphia Eagles. Because two years ago, they would have boasted one of the best offensive lines in football. Now things are a little bit different. But you could still convince yourself that it might be really great. Because in theory, if you if you know, if you if you go God mode in Madden and you turn injuries off, okay. You've got Lane Johnson, you've got Brandon Brooks, you've got Jason Kelsey, right? And those are strong candidates. Maybe Landon Dickerson even can come in and play right away at one of the guard spots. So that's all of a sudden a really strong offensive line. But you got to look at the context of where these guys are, okay? Brandon Brooks, for as good as he is as a pro bowler, he's coming off his second torn Achilles in three seasons. At now, now age 31. Lane Johnson only played seven games last year, hasn't played 16 games in a long time. He's also at age 31. Jason Kelsey is still good, was healthy last year, but clearly we saw a dip in the uh, the All-Pro Center's production. He is now 33 years old, could have contemplated retirement this past offseason. Jordan Mailata, the potential left tackle for them, has only been playing football for three seasons. Andre Dillard's soft, so he's not going to play well, and we all know that Landon Dickerson... <laughs> Four out of the last five seasons in college football have ended in injury for him. And so when I look at not just how Miles Sanders hasn't been quite the explosive running back that we've wanted him to be yet with consistency, you look at the injury history of Miles Sanders, you look at how it's an injury-riddled position anyways, and then you look at how that offensive line is a couple bad injuries away from just being absolutely terrible. You've got an unknown at quarterback, not a lot of receiver to take pressure off of the, the running back room in there. I'm out on Miles Sanders. If you could find somebody who still believes that, ooh, the best is yet to come for Sanders, trade him off. I'd I tell you to move on from him because it's either this yep. year or next year. That offensive line in Philly, it's about to go out the window. Well, here, okay, so here's the question that I want to ask you is like what you talk about the offensive line, you talk about all these other factors. The one thing that I didn't hear you mention was the competition that he has at the depth chart. Right. Now he's got Kenneth Gainwell, who I don't know where where you I don't know where you landed, but I was a big Gainwell fan coming out this past year. I had him as my RB4. So he falls in the NFL draft. He's a fifth round pick, but you also bring in carry on Johnson. They've got Boston Scott. Jordan Howard is still somehow on this depth chart. So <laughs> Jordan, ha- also- Jordan, ha- Jordan Howard's on every depth chart. He, he really like, is. I, I he really that- is. <laughs> <laughs> we need somehow to make, I don't know how it makes sense but he we, is still on every single depth chart we need to make that an inside joke on the podcast where when we list <laughs> off running back depth charts for every yep, single team the last Jordan name on every just, single we one just say Jordan Howard yeah yep uh the Carolina Panthers have Christian McCaffrey Chuba Hubbard uh Jordan Howard, <laughs> Jordan uh, Howard. Trenton Cannon uh all right so I mean that's the thing is also with Nick Sirianni coming over from Indianapolis one of the like reasons that fantasy managers were banging their heads on the table last season to start the year was because of how Frank Reich utilized Marlon Mack for that first game right we saw him split carries there but then nine totally. nines Jordan yeah. Wilkins like do we see Nick Sirianni bring that same type of mentality over and we see Carryon Johnson Kenneth Gainwell Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, all these guys potentially mix in and take away even more work from Miles Sanders. Now, you know, I, I think that volume is is often it's it's something that fantasy managers focus on a lot because you you like having faith in volume. Sometimes people even ignore uh, efficiency if they just say, "Oh yeah, if he's getting touches, he'll have the ability to make something happen." And then it is an important part. And I do think that Miles Sanders is going to get a decent amount of touches. But for me, you're right. Competition in the short term might be why people might not want to buy him, but the reason why I'm telling you to get off the train entirely is because if it ain't this year, it's going to be next year or potentially at best case scenario for the Eagles the year after that. The offensive line is going to fall off. These dudes are well into their 30s now. The best offensive lineman there 
Andre Dillard is basically on his last leg in Philadelphia, and if he doesn't play well, they're going to move on from him. Like I said, Mylotta was good, but he's still barely new to the game of football. Can you rely on the new offensive lineman that they brought in, Landon Dickerson, because of his injury history? I'm right. just saying, man, I don't have a lot of faith in it moving forward. you got to have a good offensive line if you're going to have a good run game, especially in a crowded one. So I'd be moving on from Miles Sanders. All right, so I'm going to go with my second player here. That is Ryan Tannehill, especially in Superflex Leagues. Now, the expectation and kind of the the peak here, we're talking about peak value for Ryan Tannehill. Like, looking back through his long and storied NFL career at this point, I think that his peak, like his value, might be at its peak right now where you've got Julio Jones coming into town. You've got A.J. Brown, obviously Derrick Henry there. Ryan Tannehill has been great for fantasy football the past couple of years. He scored a ton of rushing touchdowns last year, which I was shocked to find out. So I'm throwing up Ryan Tannehill here because I do think that his value is at its peak point where we can sell off and we can get the most return for value right now. And I have a very specific player that I would be looking to sell Ryan Tannehill for. I'm looking to sell Ryan Tannehill for Matthew Stafford. Both these guys oh, are 32 easy. years old yes. where you can look at Ryan Tannehill and you can sell him off right now because these guys are kind of in the same tier for me. But I think that the gap here from the public perception is that Tannehill is a tier above Stafford. I want to get Stafford onto my dynasty rosters this year before we see what he looks like with Sean McVay. I think that we are going to see this offense go absolutely nuclear with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Both are the same age. If I can turn Tannehill into Stafford plus something, I can get a young and ascending wide receiver. I can get a, you know, potential uh, star running back, right? One of these guys who could emerge either this year or next. Then that's a move that I'm looking to make because both these guys are the same age. It's not like you're taking a dip here in overall age or anything like that. But I do think that we're going to see these guys finish in the same range around. Maybe even Stafford finishes above Tannehill this year and moving forward. And I think that we want to buy Stafford right now before his value skyrockets. If you can, if you can get Stafford for Tannehill, I'd, I'd do that 12 times out of 10. No, no doubt about it. I mean, like, look, Tannehill, like you just said, talked about his value being extremely high over the last, over the last two years. So this is 2019, 2019, no quarterback in the NFL. I'll repeat that again. No quarterback in the NFL had a better EPA per play plus completion percentage over expectation average than Ryan Tannehill did. No quarterback in the NFL, which means that per play that he had... Efficiency metrics go out the window with Tennessee. Uh, I don't understand it. He has been unbelievable. What Arthur Smith has done with Ryan Tannehill to revive his career and take him to the next level. Truly, it's not even revive Ryan Tannehill, evolve Ryan Tannehill to what we saw today has been unbelievable. And so if you get somebody who can look at Tannehill's last couple of year stats when it comes to fantasy football and buy into it, yeah, I'd be moving on from him as well because he is... He is bound for regression, given that, yeah, they added Julio Jones, and I think that that is important. But Jonu Smith's going to prove to be a big loss for them. They don't have Adam Humphreys anymore. Of course, they don't have Corey Davis, and you're subbing out Corey Davis for Julio Jones. That's great, but any right. change is unknown, no doubt about it. And so, uh, man, I, I I think I'm with you. I think I'd be selling high on uh, on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, it's the lack of depth, too, at the wide receiver position. That what, what happens, you know, God forbid, if something happens to A.J. Brown or Julio Jones misses time again with an injury, then you're turning to Josh Reynolds. You're turning to, you know, who? Like, who else are these other players on this roster that are going to step up to be able to help Ryan Tannehill? If there were more depth options on this roster, I might be a little bit more, uh, you know, buying into Tannehill. But then also the offensive coordinator changed. That ha- you talked about Arthur Smith. They're going to, um, oh, my word. Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know the new offensive coordinator's name either. Oh, no, we're so bad. We're bad football uh, fans. Yep, 
Okay, well, they're going to this new offensive coordinator, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, so that, obviously, because Todd Downing. of how... Todd Downing. There we go. Okay, uh, like I always knew, it was Todd Downing. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, going to Todd Downing, too, that is a downgrade because of how great Arthur Smith has been for this offense. So I just think all this goes together for me to say, if you can make this, I think, a, a, same, a similar shift in tiers where these guys are going to finish, but I think there is a bit of a gap between the public perception of Ryan Tannehill and how good he has been versus Stafford and how great he can be in this offense. All right, let's finish it up here. Let's go with your third guy. Who do you got here? This one hits, it's, it might tug on the heartstrings of fantasy owners because he's, he's someone who you have probably won clutch regular season games, clutch playoff games, and maybe even a fantasy football championship because of this man over the last four years, and that is Alvin Kamara. And I am not saying you should move on from Alvin Kamara no matter what, drop him like a hot potato, nothing like that. But I would just see what somebody else would be willing to give you for Alvin Kamara because for as good as he has been over the last four years and for as freakishly athletic as it feels like he is, not just in talent but also in health, like, yeah, he's been banged up a little bit, but that's just the nature of the position. There are so many big-time hits that Alvin Kamara takes that he just bounces back up from, and that's just, like, who he is. And, you know, you want to trust guys who are tough as nails in a game that – demands that you're getting hit all the time, especially if you're the ball carrier the way that he is. But eventually, I think that it catches up to people. And he has taken so many hits as a he ball has. carrier and yeah. as a receiver over the last four years. And when you look at it in a dynasty format, you've got to think about what could be for the future. And you never want to make plans off of, you know, like thinking a guy is going to get hurt or anything like that. But I think it does have to be in the back of your mind when it comes to running back wear and tear. Now, you look at his usage and where Alvin Kamara has been great on the ground, he has been that X-factor elite fantasy football player because of what he could do in the passing game as a receiver, okay? Breeze, over the last four years, steadily declined in his yards per attempt from about 8.1, 8.2, all the way down to 7.5 this past season. So that's a pretty steep drop for him. Now, when you look at potentially Jameis Winston being the starting quarterback, his average was sort of around what Breeze was. It was still right around 8.0, 7.9. And so it really wasn't too different. But I think that when you look at the more advanced stats, which are... Um, Average intended air yards or completed air yards is actually what I did here. Jameis Winston in 2018 was second in the NFL at average completed air yards. So how far he is consistently throwing it down the field. Drew Brees was 18th in the NFL in that metric. And then in 2019, Winston again was second in the NFL in this stat. And Brees was 30th. So, I mean, like those are the two seasons that we have with those guys as starting quarterbacks, both in 19 or both in 18 and 19, 20. Obviously, Jameis Winston didn't start because he was sitting behind Drew Brees. Maybe we see a different Winston, but the check down, the consistently go to the running back, the shorter right. passes, that's yep. never been Jameis. And so, if Jameis is a starting quarterback there, it's going to be uncomfortable for him. So, they, they may look towards it more than Jameis did in Tampa, but it's not going to be as efficient as it once was. Now, if it's Taysom Hill, who's the quarterback, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be with Taysom right. Hill. So I guess you have no idea at that point. But all I'm saying is, don't be, don't be super quick to move on from Alvin Kamara. Don't take any deal that comes to your door. But see what somebody else is going to trade for him. Because I do think over the next couple of years, you're going to see a little bit of a downturn in what we've had. We have come to know as one of the best fantasy players that you could have. There are so many unknowns with Kamara. And that's what is leading to this potential sell that because of, for all the factors that you mentioned about Jameis Winston and him wanting to push the ball downfield. Now, the question that I have for you really quick, and then I'll get to my guy is, do you think that that was a Bruce Arians thing? Or do you think that, you know, that is just Jameis and how he's wired? 
And could that be ironed out now that he's with Sean Payton as far as wanting to push the ball downfield versus taking what's there for him? Yeah, so this is this is kind of my wheelhouse because uh, before I worked for the Draft Network, I covered the Buccaneers as a beat reporter for uh, for four seasons. And so not only did I get to watch Jameis in one season with Bruce Arians, I also got to see him with Dirk Cutter, the previous head coach and previous offense coordinator that, that they had there. They were still vertical, right? I mean, if you know a dirt cutter offense and you saw it in Atlanta over the last couple of years as well, they attack vertically. Todd Munkin was the offense coordinator. We know from his days as an Oklahoma State head coach how much he likes to score points and push the ball down the field through the air. And so all of that kind of made things the same archetype. But that's always been what Winston was. That's all, like, even during his days at Florida State, gunslinger, right, risk right. taker, deep down the field. That's just what he does. And so that's in his nature. So unless they truly, like... Winter Soldier broke his code. <laughs> now he's a new free man, free person mentally. Unless something's way different with Jameis Winston, I don't know how much trust I have in him to be this efficient, check down, smaller passes kind of a passer because that's just never been who he has been. That's something that we are going to be talking a lot about uh, throughout the time of this podcast is Marvel movies because <laughs> that is both in our wheelhouse. I just watched Doctor Strange last night for the first time, actually. Uh, so we will uh, definitely be talking for about the, those for the first time. Come yeah, I didn't watch it the first time through. I didn't watch it. I it was so trippy that I saw like the trailer. I was like, no, thank you. Uh, but I'm glad that I watched oh, it's it. awesome. It was so good. It was so good. OK. All right. So my last guy here is Saquon Barkley. And we're looking at the top tier of these running backs here the, and the guys that do have some question marks. And I think with Alvin Kamara, with Saquon Barkley, again, these are guys that you do not take any offer to go and just sell them off. Right. But with Saquon Barkley, I think the perception here is that he is still a top tier, locked and loaded, top three option at the running back position. And I'm saying, let's pump the brakes here a little bit. With Saquon Barkley, only 15 games over the past two seasons, right? 13 games in 2019, only two last year. And we've seen from the time with uh, Eli Manning, with 121 targets in 2018, he went to 73 the year before, uh, the year prior. And then, of course, only nine in last year. But now as you look at this offense with Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony now in town, uh, Sterling Shepard still there, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, uh, Devontae Booker is also in this backfield. Like the path here for Saquon Barkley to return that type of uh, efficiency or that type of workload at the as a receiver is simply not there. You're going to have to see a couple of these other options go down with an injury in order for Saquon Barkley to return value as a receiver which is what made him so freaking good as a fantasy option his rookie season. Now, obviously, he's incredible on the ground. Uh, one of the most like just exciting players to watch. So there, I'm not saying that Saquon Barkley should be moved outside of the top five in dynasty running backs or anything like that. But there are enough questions here with Saquon that if you can get a haul for Saquon Barkley, I'm perfectly willing to pull the trigger and move him off my roster for some of these guys that I don't have as much questions about because the injury concerns are there. And then also the lack of the guaranteed volume in the receiving game is also there for Saquon Barkley. So just a little bit there for me to be concerned to say, if you can, I'd move off of Saquon Barkley if you can get a haul. He had such a high bar that he put out his rookie year. Second yep. on the team in targets behind only Odell Beckham Jr. And so right. like to, to, to think of that's what we first thought of with Saquon Barkley, to think of that's what he could become again. That's just such a high bar. And maybe it's just, like you said, he'll be a great running back, but will he ever achieve the bar that we believe that he is supposed to have? I, that's when you get into maybe someone will value him higher than you will to a point where the price might be right on a trade for him. Can I give, yeah. can I give one before we get out of here? Can I give one like a uh, guy who I would not sell? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this is a player who I just would not sell because I've read his name a couple of times, and it makes sense. 
Chris Godwin, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's, he, I think the, the big reason why people are potentially selling him is because a lot of people believe in him. A lot of people love him. And he's on the franchise tag. So a lot of people think like, oh, look at what the Bucs were able to do this past offseason. They brought everybody back. The Bucs have, it, it, it's eventually going to, the bill is going to have to be paid. They're eventually right. going to have right. to move on from some of these players. Is Godwin one of them? Because he's on the franchise tag. Is Godwin going elsewhere? And I, I would, as someone who has ties to what goes on in the Tampa Bay organization, it would incredibly shock me to think that he is playing elsewhere. I still think he's going to be playing in that offense with Brady, with Bruce Arians for as long as they're going to be there. I think it's still he's still going to be a major emphasis in the passing game. And I think a lot of people are selling him off because they're thinking that they can get great value for him before he moves to another team. And then there's a lot of unknowns anytime you move on to a different team. I don't think Chris Godwin's going anywhere. So you should have faith in what he is for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if you're going to hold on to him. Love that call. I, I love Chris Godwin this year. I've got him as a top 12 wide receiver. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on him than Mike Evans, and obviously the uh, the offense is crowded, but I still think that Godwin is going to be the most reliable receiver in this offense. All right, that is going to do it for today's show. Huge thank you to Reality Sports Online for sponsoring today's podcast. Make sure to head over to Reality Sports Online to learn more about what they've got going on there. Trevor, this was fantastic, man. Uh, this was a ton of fun to be able to sit down and do our first podcast together. I'm looking forward to so many, many more. Yeah, man, it was a blast, and uh, this is the beginning of a beautiful dynasty fantasy journey that uh, I'm going on with you and the listeners. And so I'm excited for it, man. Excited for off season stuff. And when we get into the season as well, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be great, man. All right. Remember to head over to Apple podcasts or Castbox, leave a review for this show, and then head over to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest. Fill out the short form there, attach a screenshot of your review to be entered into the Jonathan Taylor signed Colts jersey giveaway, courtesy of our friends at pristine auction. For Trevor Sikema and Jordan Howard, I'm Kyle Yates. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.